The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives, whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal, our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. My guest today is Chris Ashley. Chris is a coach, author, and speaker who has spent the past two decades immersed in the research, spiritual teachings, and practices she shares. Her book, Change Your Mind to Change Your Reality, has been endorsed by three experts from The Secret, Anita Morjani, and many others in the spiritual and personal development space. Hello, Chris. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on with you. Oh, I'm very excited to dive in with you. But to get us started, I first wanted to ask you, how has spirit guided your life? Oh my gosh. Just to sum up that question, it completely changed my life. I've been able to manifest the life of my dreams with an amazing husband. We just moved into this new house three days ago. (laughs) And the job I love where I'm giving back and helping humanity with the paycheck I wanted and the free time. And it's all because of trusting in spirit and the universe and using the law of attraction in quantum fields. So I live my life by it. So let's talk about that a bit more as far as how you attracted this life that you now have, because I'm sure there are many people out there who would love to have the same. So would you talk about that a bit more? Yeah. Let me tell you my origin story, because if there's people out there wishing they had the same, let me tell you, it wasn't always like this. Like I said, I had a spiritual awakening. It happened in 2002. It happened in a way that probably a lot of people who you speak to can relate with my own traumatic experience, because sometimes trauma is the catalyst that we need to just wake us up. So my personal story, when I was 12 years old, I was sexually abused by a family member. And I had this really big, tight-knit, extended Italian family. And when they found out what happened, many of them disowned me. Cousins who had been my best friends, I was no longer permitted to talk to. Holidays were divided. My parents and I had to take mornings on Christmas while the family of my abuser and people who didn't want to see us took the afternoons and so on. And as you can imagine, this left me with a lot of low vibration emotions like anger and guilt that as a young adolescent, I didn't know how to cope with. And so I started lashing out. I started self-harming. I was getting in trouble in school. I was doing drugs and I was in a really, really dark place. My life did not look like it looks now. 
And then everything changed when someone handed me a book, The Power of Books. And it changed my way of thinking and being and moving through life. It showed me that there is more to this universe and this human experience than we know. And I like to say I was like a sleeper agent. You know, something inside of me just woke up. And when I finished that book, I started reaching for more and I became insatiable. I was just devouring every metaphysical, spiritual, new age book I could get my hands on. And I started going to retreats. I was finding teachers to study under. I was doing all these healing modalities. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was doing the hard inner work. I just thought I was on this amazing quest for this hidden sacred knowledge that not everyone knew about, but it was healing me. My life completely changed. And then the other part of my story is that as my life was getting better, my mother started to get worse. So her family had been ripped down the seams and she didn't have these healing modalities and teachers and books that I did. And it started to manifest as physical illness for her. She got cancer. She got a bunch of other really serious things. Also, just a bunch of weird, bizarre inflictions that her doctors couldn't even explain. So they were giving her pills. They were giving her pills for the side effects of those pills. She was on a fentanyl patch. And she slept for all but a few hours of daylight. She fell down all the time. She would forget conversations that we had just had. And that lasted almost 15 years. So I had this compounded guilt that I had destroyed my family and broken my mother. But I believe everything happens for a reason. And my mother, she was my biggest teacher because for every step I watched her take into depression and illness and victimhood, I climbed in the other direction out of that tunnel because I was seeing firsthand what happens to a human body and spirit when they choose that path because we always have a choice. And then I was seeing what was happening to my own as I changed my mind about life, about the nature of reality, about the universe. And I made a promise to myself, I would do everything I could to heal physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I've kept that promise to this day. To this day, I'm still studying under all the teachers, going to the retreats, reading the books, and the rest is history. Yeah, it's definitely a lifelong journey. We're here on an earth school and it's school for a reason, isn't it? Exactly. So can we talk about your book, start with why you decided to write a book. Yeah. So after all of that, after I created the life of my dreams, two decades immersed in all of this, I wanted to give back. I wanted to teach other people all that I had learned because most people aren't studying under the same teachers I did and reading all the same books and trying all the things. So I developed my own methodology along the way too. So I took a life coach training with Mary Morrissey. I started my business and I wrote my book to coincide with it. But I'll tell you the secret. I also wrote it for my mom. It's dedicated to her. I had this big lesson I had to learn was that you can't force anyone else to heal. It was a hard lesson to learn. And like I said, I had this guilt that I had caused this on my mother. So I felt like healing her was my responsibility. And I was healing myself and look at all these amazing things I found. So I would read these books and I would send them to her because I was all excited and it was my love language. It was not her love language. She got so insulted. She took it as the biggest insult that I knew more than her and I was trying to push my beliefs on her. So she didn't read any of them. She just got angry And I knew that if I wrote a book, she would read it. (laughs) So part of the reason I wrote my book, it was cathartic and I wanted to give back and all those things. But the little hidden reason is also is for my mother. And she did read it and she's implemented a lot of the things and it's helped her a lot. Wow, that's amazing. So 
that just to me is a testament to how much you love your mother. Also, having written a book myself, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to write a book, let alone to do it out of the love for somebody that you just want to help see them heal. And being her daughter, I think that that's such a lovely gift. And hopefully she sees it like that too. Did you want to talk a bit more about the book and what it's about? Yeah, totally. And I'm going to have her watch this episode so she can hear you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the book, it's called Change Your Mind to Change Your Reality. And it's about how if we just shift our perspective in any given situation in life, whether it's in our relationships, in our health, in our money, in looking at difficult things that we've gone through, our world can completely change. So it teaches people how to use the law of attraction and quantum physics and manifest the life of their dreams and get really clear on their vision and take steps towards it and all that good stuff. But I think equally as important is it helps people identify and remove the blocks that are keeping you from manifesting the life of your dreams. And those are things like subconscious programming, repressed emotions, belief systems, not forgiving people, holding on to grudges, because all of that is poison. It can seep into your manifesting. It can color the lens through which you view the world. That's a nice summary of your book there. I do want to say that I love that you referenced a lot of experiments and research and studies that have been done, like evidence-based practices, to include one that I found really fascinating. And I wonder if we could talk about this a little bit more. I wanted to talk to you about the part in your book. It's probably just a really brief part, but to me, it's so profound. The part where you talk about the small percentage of what we can actually see with our eyes. And there was like 99% that we don't see. I just want to hear from you, not from obviously a scientist perspective, but from your perception of that. What does that mean to you that we can only see so much of our reality? Yeah. And you're right. That was a small paragraph in the book, but it has big implications. So the human eye can only see 0.0035% of the visible light spectrum. So that's less than 1%. So that means that over 99% of our world is invisible to us. It's literally hidden from us in plain sight. Now, Quantum physics talks a lot about there's other realities happening. There's other parallel timelines happening. And you called out that I back a lot of things up with science and experiments. And I think it's so important and fascinating because spirituality and science intersect in a really incredible way. That's why I love quantum physics. It backs up everything that spirituality and mystics and ancient cultures have been saying. So one of the things that quantum physics says is there's a thing called the many worlds interpretation. And that means that there are other timelines and parallel realities happening in the same time and space as ours. Who's to say that all of these aren't just simply laid on top of ours like transparencies? And they're happening right now all around us, but we just can't pick up on these different energies. It's so mind-blowing. And The way that I like to describe the many world interpretation is it kind of blows people's minds. So imagine that you have to make a choice. Now you go on to make the choice that you made, but there's another version of you on another timeline that branches off that made the opposite choice. 
And then every time those two versions of you have to make another choice, the timelines branch again, and then again and again. And you can see how this is just this big tree. So there are timelines happening where another version of you is living a very similar life to you. And then there are timelines where the person has a vastly different life. And quantum physics tells us that all possible futures exist just out there in a state of rest, waiting to be chosen. So everything you can imagine and everything you can't imagine exists out there on a different reality from yours. And that's what quantum jumping is, right? You get to jump onto the reality that you want. So if all of this is happening simultaneously, and again, quantum physics backs this up, it's all happening at the same time. Past lives are actually parallel lives. Linear time is a 3D man-made construct. It's a rule of our earthly school. So everything is happening in the now and it's happening in the same time and space as ours. So again, when we think about the fact that we can't see 99% of our world, who knows what's happening around us? It's so fascinating to think about. I love that science is now starting to catch up with what a lot of us already feel to be true because it's just a matter of time. And I think technology and the whole science world to also back that up. So I love that. I love when we can bring in examples like that. Being a nurse myself and being in the medical field, to me, anytime I can be in contact with any evidence and research, I feel like it just gives it that much more validity for me. So I really love hearing about that. It's so funny, too, because the guest that I just had on the episode that just released before yours, she also talked about simultaneous timelines and different lifetimes playing out at the same time. So it's interesting that we're having this conversation again. So going back to more of what the majority of the book is about, (laughs) what is the takeaway that you want the reader to go home with after reading your book? That's such a great question. So I would say if I had to sum it up that Our belief system and our perception and our lens through which we view the world dictates the reality that we live in. And that your belief system is often formed by the opinions of the adults you grew up around, cultural conditioning, the teacher who said, oh, you're not very good at math or, oh, you're a good singer. And all these things, especially things that happened before the age of seven years old. Because when we're under the age of seven, we are in theta brainwave, which is hypnosis. So we are just downloading information. We're programmable. When they say kids are a sponge, they are literally a sponge. So all of these things dictate our belief system and our lens. And if you look up the word belief in the thesaurus, one of the antonyms for it is truth. So the opposite of belief is truth, which is pretty crazy to think about. So you could even go so far to say it's like your belief system is based on the opinions of yourself and others. And opinions are not founded in truth. So you could say that your belief system is comprised of lies that you tell yourself. We base our life around these lies, oftentimes to our own detriment. So what I do is I show the reader that there are other ways of interpreting reality, other ways of interpreting situations that you've gone through, things that have happened to you, things people have said and done, health issues you're having, relationship issues you're having. (laughs) We kind of touch the whole gamut, talk about resiliency, but the whole base of it is that if you just simply 
change your mind, quite literally change your belief system, change your perception, then a whole new world of possibilities opens up before you. And you get to let go of anger that you've been harboring. You get to let go of resentments. You get to really find freedom. Well, that sounds fantastic. And I know that a lot of people can resonate with that. So definitely check out Chris's book to hear more about that. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Can we talk about chapter 10? What if nothing changes? Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. So I give an example in that book that I had this client named Abby and on paper, she was doing everything right. When she came to me, she had already gone down the YouTube rabbit holes on law of attraction. She'd watched the secret. She was manifesting some small things in her life. I think she was in her late thirties at the time, beautiful, smart, successful in every area of her life except her romantic relationship. She had manifested things like a raise. She had an amazing group of friends, a great social life. She had a successful job that she loved. She was just killing it in all these areas, except she had such a hard time with a romantic partner. She had only been in relationships for a couple months at a time her whole life. And she was in her late thirties and all she wanted, like all she wanted was to meet a man and have a baby. (laughs) Like that was all she wanted before her clock was up. She was feeling that crunch of time. And I noticed that there was certain language that she would use. She would do all the exercises on paper. She was doing everything right. But then she would say things like, oh, this always happens or this never happens. Or, oh, I went on this date with this guy and he ghosted me. I knew it was going to happen because it always happens. And when we are creating energy and momentum in one direction, and then we create energy and momentum in another direction, well, all that's going to happen is nothing, right? So we can be sabotaging ourselves quite literally without knowing it. 95% of our thoughts throughout the day are run by our subconscious mind. And we've already talked a little bit about our subconscious programming, but that means that you might be doing all the things perfectly. You might be saying your affirmations or journaling or trying to think positive or creating a vision board or whatever it is. But unless you're undoing that programming, unlearning a lot of these beliefs, you're going to be sabotaging yourself 95% of the day. It's only 5% of the day you're consciously creating. That's a lot of the work I do with people is to help them undo that subconscious programming and also just bring attention to how powerful our language is that we use, whether we're speaking or thinking or writing. Abby had a happy ending. She worked with me for a couple months, met the man of her dreams, and they have a beautiful son now. Oftentimes, it is our own selves that are creating the biggest obstacle. It's our fears, our doubts, our worries, our insecurities, our placing judgment on others, our aches and pains. These are the things we tend to focus on. But what we focus on creates our reality. Yeah, you mentioned what we say, what we write and everything like that. And I love going back to the whole idea that the word spell is in spelling. (laughs) 
I always think that's so clever. I love that too. So just a reminder of how powerful, like you said, what we say, what we do can just really manifest or create this reality that maybe we don't want. Do you think it's like a protective mechanism? Like we do it to protect ourselves, even if it's not really helping us? Well, if we think about ego, ego, I like to say is earth guide only. And I stole that from Wayne Dyer. I didn't come up with that. But ego's whole thing is that it's just trying to protect us, right? And ego is this software program that comes with being human. And it runs on fear and doubt and worry and insecurity. And it places judgment and it sees competition and it sees things in black and white. It thinks you can't get more without someone else getting less and vice versa. I always say you shouldn't hate your ego because it serves a really important purpose. It keeps you safe. Because here's the thing, you are a spiritual being having a human experience. And the true you, this meat suit we're all wearing, this is just our avatar. The true you is on the other side of the veil, your higher self. And it's like you've been dropped into this video game world. You get to choose your avatar, the parents you're born to, the circumstances you're going to go through, how you're going to die, because they give you the opportunity to learn the lessons that you're meant to learn. But the ego doesn't know that you're this big spiritual being. It thinks that you are your body. And it thinks that everything it sees with its five senses is real life. It doesn't understand that we're living inside of an illusion. So when you think of yourself as just a body like the ego does, you're really fragile. You can walk outside and get shot by a crazy gunman. You can get swept up in a hurricane or a natural disaster. Anytime you go into a car, on a plane, or on a boat, there's a possibility of an accident. You can get wiped out of existence instantaneously. That's really terrifying to the ego whose sole job is to keep your body safe. So it doesn't want you to step outside of your comfort zone because it thinks that that's where the danger is. But it doesn't understand that on the other side of your comfort zone is where growth happens. So yeah, totally. (laughs) To answer your question in a long-winded way, it's totally a protective mechanism. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense, especially breaking it down that way with ego and everything like that. So thank you. So I wanted to mention when I said your intro, there are some pretty amazingly influential people in the, I don't know, quote unquote, spiritual community, for lack of a better term, that have endorsed your book, which is fantastic. Can we talk a little bit about how that whole thing came about? You know, it's really funny because that's the number one thing I get asked. And I've never had it asked on a live podcast because I've been on a bunch of these. Like, I think I've been on 60 in the last two months to promote my book. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. busy. I'm like making the (laughs) every day. Yeah. (laughs) It's all about the backlinks, right? It's funny because this is the number one thing that I get asked all the time is how did you get all these amazing people to endorse your book? Just so listeners know who endorsed it, it was three experts who are on the film The Secret, Marcy Shimoff, Bob Doyle, Michael Beckwith, and then Anita Morjani endorsed it. She wrote Dying to Be Me and had the really famous TED Talk, also called Dying to Be Me. She was Wayne Dyer's protege. She travels and shares the stage with Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton. And then John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and then like 12 other people. You know, I'm going to put it back on you, Laura. How do you think I got these people to endorse it? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. Not to put you on the spot on your own podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Did you work with a publishing company or are you self-published or hybrid publishing? I did hybrid. So I'm published by a small publishing company called Helping People Press and the way that they work is basically they get you into bookstores. 
So you can't get into bookstores if you're self-published. You can only publish on like Amazon and places like that. So they do the distribution for you. Then you're in charge of your own marketing. Hence the 60 podcasts in two months. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been hustling for sure. Okay. Well, let me put it this way then. How you connected with people like that to endorse your book? I think you just put out in the universe and it came back to you. Yeah. So there's two answers. One, yes. I manifested the shit out of that. (laughs) Like, yes. But here's the more realistic answer. I asked them. That just blows people's freaking minds. I reached out and I said, hey, I just wrote this book. It's up your alley. If you have the time, I'd love for you to read it. If you read it and you like it, I'd love for you to write a little blurb. And that's it. That blows people's minds because people get so scared. They're so fearful to step outside of their comfort zone. But on the other side of your comfort zone is where growth and leveling up and healing take place. Summoning up courage to do things that scare you, whether you're giving a speech or reaching out to a well-known author, whatever it is, you might be scared, but you do it afraid. You summon up the courage, you do it afraid, you do it anxious, you do it anyway. Tremendous gifts and opportunities are on the other side of that. So it's just summoning up the courage and asking. And it's interesting. I have a podcast as well. And I was just a guest on this guy Scott's podcast last week. And afterwards, I was like, you have to come on mine and talk to my people about this. Because he asked me the same question you did. But it was funny because he had spent like 10 minutes before that telling me about how he was a photographer for National Geographic. He was like the photographer for the White House. He was this massive, huge photographer, and he was telling me all about how these huge gigs, right? But he wanted to photograph his son's little league team, and he couldn't get in because there was like 50 photographers. It's like everyone goes for the low-hanging fruit, but no one was approaching National Geographic and saying, hey, can I photograph for you? No one was approaching the White House because they think that they're not worthy or they're not good enough or they already have so many applications or they're like this big, unreachable thing. And he was telling me all this. And then he asked me the same question you did. He's like, so how'd you get all those great endorsements? I was like, are you kidding me? The same way you got National Geographic. I freaking reached out and asked. And he was like, oh my gosh, of course. It's a lesson for listeners out there to get outside of your comfort zone. Oh, 100%. Even for myself too, it's just a nice reminder that we all are worthy of the same opportunities and the same support and that people are still people. Yeah. (laughs) You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. There you go. I love that I asked that question. And I love that you shared that because it's such a great reminder. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for having the courage to do that, to be able to share that. Because again, like you said, it sounds like the majority of the people don't or won't for whatever their reasons are. So it's so great to have you on here to share about that. Yeah. And thank you for letting me put you on the spot on your own show. But you just triggered something that I wanted to say. 90% of people don't achieve their goals. And it is for two reasons. One, either they get so discouraged that things aren't panning out right away and they just give up. Or two, they are so fearful to begin that they don't even start in the first place. You're the one that's going to make your dreams come true. 100%. I've heard the same thing too with people writing books. There's like so many 
people, it's a huge number that have this idea to write a book, but only a certain percentage of people who actually will do it, complete it and publish it. And you're in that camp. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great club to be in. It's very rewarding. So Chris, before we wrap up today, can you first of all share where people can find you and your book and anything else that you'd like to share? Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to do that. So I'm all over the internet. Change Your Mind with Chris is my handle. It's Chris with a K. I'm on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I have a podcast called Change Your Mind with Chris Ashley. ChrisAshley.net is my website. You can get my book anywhere you get your books in paperback, ebook, or audiobook, but I do have a little gift for listeners. Oh my gosh. Of course. (laughs) Thank you. If you go to this special URL, you can still buy the book through any bookstore. There's links through there. But if you purchase the book through this URL, you can get the course that goes hand in hand with it for free. Oh, wonderful. So the URL is changeyourmindtochangeyourreality.com slash order book. Perfect. Okay. I will make sure to have that in the show notes so that it's easy for the listener to get to. So Chris, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today that we haven't yet covered? Oh my gosh. There's so much we could, but I guess I'll just leave people with the way that you heal the world is by healing yourself first. So many people are out there wanting to fight for a cause or fight for a change, but we live in this world of illusions. You can't say you want world peace and be fighting with your coworkers or your family. We are all connected and quantum physics backs this up too with entanglement. So what one person does on one side of the earth greatly affects what someone else does on the other. So if you make someone feel hurt or pain or anger or shame, this is why I don't like cancel culture. If you make another person feel that way, those emotions get reflected into the quantum field and humanity gets more situations and people and circumstances that make people feel that way. So instead, the way that we heal the world is by healing ourselves. And then you become this light, this beacon for everyone else. The people around you, your friends, your family, your community, they rise up to meet you at that level. You can give them a helping hand up. And then it's this beautiful ripple effect. They affect their communities. Rising tides lift all ships. Your inner world creates your outer world. And it all starts with you. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. And that pretty much answered the question of what advice you would share to the listener as well. So that's fantastic. So I just want to again, thank you so much for your time and for sharing about your journey so far and about your book. I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. And I appreciate what you do too. You're doing really good work in the world. We need more people like you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, coming from somebody who has been on millions of podcasts. That's a compliment. (laughs) So thank you. And that was another episode of a guided life podcast to connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled guided or my card deck called from your spirit guides. Please visit my link tree site at L I N K T R dot E E forward slash guided West. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. 
Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.